WOR Sports Zone. Filling in for Pete, here's Sal Licata. So let me get this straight. Sports gambling wasn't legal? 800-321-0710. Could have fooled me. 800-321-0710. The number to call. We'll get to the Mets and we'll get to the Yankees. And it seems the Yankees can't lose regardless of how poorly they play. The Mets can't win a ball game, so some things never change. Obviously, when we last left you on Thursday, we were expecting a big weekend for the Mets. Started that way on Friday night. I think the rain out really hurt this club. And then yesterday, uh, not a good one as they lose uh, in Philadelphia. The Yankees play really two bad games in a three-game series against the A's, but still find a way to win two of those three. So we'll get more in depth on that a little bit later on, but we begin with the groundbreaking news, I guess, would be the term to use. I mean, I'm still floored by this decision, and in case you're late to the party here, the Supreme Court today shot down a federal law that prohibits sports gambling, which now gives states the go-ahead to uh, be able to you know, legalize betting on sports. I mean, I never thought I would see the day. Never thought that was going to be the case. The court ruled, the Supreme Court ruled six to three uh, against the Professional and Amateur Sports Protection Act, which was a law since '92, and I didn't even realize that it was that. I thought, I mean, I thought this was forever. I didn't know that came in in 1992. How come you couldn't bet on sports legally before that, or why wasn't there? Uh, it was a '92 law that uh, you know barred state authorized sta- uh, sports gambling. With some exceptions, obviously, in Nevada, where you could go there and and gamble legally on sports. But this is going to change everything. And as somebody who, I mean, can I even say it at this point? Can I say that I bet on sports? I have bet on sports. Uh, Do do I have to, you know, run away from that and pretend that I haven't been doing that or that it's, you know, it's, it's the worst kept secret in, you know, sports? Talk sports fandom and sports. Period. The people gamble on sports. I mean, you can call it legal, you whatever. It doesn't matter. People bet on sports. I mean, you knew we were heading this way years ago with the fan, or recent memory with you know New Jersey and Governor uh, Governor Christie pushing for it to be legalized. Everybody just wants to make money off of what you know is a uh, you know a, a big time business that you're going to profit from with people gambling. So it sounds like New Jersey now is going to be in line to get uh, up and running in two weeks. You could legally bet on sports. But there was always this stigma attached to it. Degenerate gambler. Ooh, he's a bad gambler. Oh, you bet on sports. Oh, what a low life. For me personally, I never did drugs. Still have never done drugs in my life. And, you know, now, you know, marijuana, I guess it's not legalized here, but legalized in a bunch of states. I don't think it's legalized here anyway, but it soon probably will be. And, you know, who knows? Maybe one day they legalize cocaine and all the other drugs that people use to, to, to monetize that. I have no idea, but I've never done any of that stuff and not necessarily because it was illegal. Um, yeah, because I, I listened to my parents. I never gave in to peer pressure, but the one thing that I did do, one vice that I did have, and I remember when it started. I would say it was 1994 in ninth grade, Connecticut High School. There was one of my buddies was passing out these little tickets, the little football tickets. You know, you could you know, circle the four, five, six, whatever, however many games. It was basically I, I learned. You know, it's I learned now it's called a parlay. But it, then it was just you know whatever it was the betting ticket, the sports betting ticket. You could circle the over unders. You could circle your football team with the lines, and that was my way into it. You put five bucks down or six bucks wherever I got the money from. I have no idea. Lunch money. Who who knows what it was? But that was my initiation to you know sports betting, I guess. And then you get older and you hear about certain sites that have it. 
and go, you go from there. Obviously, you have a weekend in Vegas where you could do it all legally, walk up to the window, give them you know, 50 bucks, 100 bucks, 20 bucks, whatever it is that you bet, watch the game and have some fun with that. But it wasn't really a difficult thing to do if you wanted to bet on sports, but there was always a negative condensation along with it. Oh, how could you bet on sports? What a low life. And meanwhile, these same people, you know, drink and do drugs and smoke cigarettes and all those, all these different things. But if you bet on sports, that's a big no no. Can't do that. Now that will be lifted. Now everybody's going to be able to bet on sports. Anybody can bet on sports legally. Is there an age limit? I don't even know. But as somebody who bets on sports, is that a good thing? I'm not so sure. One thing that I always thought about over the years that would potentially happen, in my mind, I envision, you know, Back to the Future and Producer Mark, maybe you could help me out which one this is. I don't know if it was two or three, where Biff takes over the town, uh, where he steals the... Did you ever watch uh, Back to the Future, Producer Mark? Oh, yes, I have. Oh, right, so where Biff somehow goes into the DeLorean, steals the sports betting book, right? Goes back in time, and then Biff ends up having it. I want to say it's two. Okay, so and then he builds the whole town, and it's just that one little area where it's all, you know, it looks like Vegas. All the lights and the big buildings and the casino, and everywhere else is poor. That's kind of what I envision with legalized sports gambling. Now, that may be completely wrong of me, but that's just what comes to mind. I don't think it's a healthy thing. I don't think it's a healthy thing for the layman, for the sports fan. I don't think it's a healthy thing for the leagues itself. I don't think it's a healthy thing for sports as a whole. It is a very dangerous road we are now going down. Or now, I mean, now approaching. You're not even going down the road. Maybe you're, you're on the road. You're, you've already, I mean, you're on it. You're, you're here. You're, you're there. It's happening. Sports gambling is going to be legal. You can, in New Jersey, in all likelihood, you'll be able to go to Monmouth Park in two weeks from now, Memorial Day, and go play some legal wagers on whatever team you'd like. I think it's fun, but I think it's dangerous. And I don't only think it's dangerous for people who can't control themselves, because it is a big problem. And, I mean, you know, I guess you could say the same thing, whatever vice somebody has, whether it's, uh, you know, drugs or drinking, whatever. It can ruin lives, and sports gambling has ruined lives anyway. And now that it's legal, I wonder if it's going to have even more of a negative impact. That's number one. And we know we know why people are doing it, though. They want to monetize every situation. They don't care about you or I if we happen to you know lose our shirts and house because of it. You run out of the house to go place a quick wager because you're trying to get that you know thousand dollars back that you just lost. You go out down there before the Sunday night game and throw two thousand down, and you know you take in your kids' lunch money or college money, whatever it may be. I mean, they don't care about that. They just want the money. And I guess the fact that it's legal doesn't, you know. Obviously, it's if it were not legal, it's not going to prevent that from happening anyway, but it does make it a little easier for people to ruin their lives, so to speak. But that's one whole element, and there are so many levels to this thing. The other one is sports itself, the integrity of it. I mean, you knew... First of all, and I, I grew up with a, a buddy who's a conspiracy theorist anyway, thinks every league is fixed, every game is fixed. You know what? How can I argue with them sometimes with, with the way that these these games are umped or refereed? And then you have a, a referee in the NBA that they called a rogue referee and Tim Donaghy years ago coming out admitting that he fixed games. So people are skeptical about the integrity of the sport to begin with, 
the way that it always seems to come down to, whether it's an NFL game, an NBA game, it always seems to come down to the final seconds of the game. And the line is right where you think it would, or, or the, the score is right where the line is every single time. Or so it seems. So the integrity's question to begin with, now that it's legal, I mean, you don't think that people, let's say if you don't think an athlete, right, million-dollar superstar athlete is going to throw a game. You don't think that his family members who are less fortunate would benefit from having some inside knowledge and knowing some things that may go down or that could potentially go down, whether it's prop bets or just over-unders or whatever, point totals, doesn't matter. What about college? I mean, you can mark today, Monday, May 14, 2018, is the day college sports died. Because you can't tell me that college kids will not be... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not be enticed, and I don't even know if that's the right word, to potentially bet on their own games. Again, family members, friends, college students, who even if you eventually pay college athletes, you're not going to pay all college athletes the same. So the last kid on the bench may have more of incentive. That's the word I was looking for. Incentive to gamble on these games, then you would think, and and you could do it, not even himself, he could have his friends do it or his buddies do it, and they could all do it. And that questions the integrity of the game. What about the umps, the officials? Are they ever going to be paid enough to not want to have to think about, and, and not necessarily, you don't have to throw a game, you don't have to make it obvious, you could shave points easily. In the NBA, what are you kidding me? Or college basketball? you kidding me? Easily. They can sit there and analyze all the video that they want, all the numbers that they want, hard to sometimes tell. And I guess, you know, it could happen anyway without sports gambling becoming legal. But when you see teams getting in bed with, whether it's FanDuel, DraftKings, and now going to be sports gambling legally, it is, to me, a cause for concern. It's a road that I don't think anyone, will benefit from long-term. Let it just be what it is. People bet on the games. That's why they watch. There's not going to be some increased viewership now because sports gambling is legal. People who want to bet on sports, bet on sports. You may get a few new people. It may become easier. Maybe you get the people who are betting illegally to go to a legal place to gamble, depending on what the prices are. But really, it's not going to be this... Mass influx of new gamblers. Oh, wow. I didn't even know that was a thing. All of a sudden, I'm going to go bet on a game and viewership and everything's going to be increased. I think it does more negative than it does positive. Now, I'm not number crunching. I know that it's a very big business. But I think when you get the sports to get in bed with it, the integrity gets questioned. It's a... Very fine line that these leagues have to cross. We'll read you some of the statements, each statement from uh, whether it's baseball, football, basketball, hockey, the college level. We have some statements released from them today. We'll read those. This is just the beginning of what is a, I mean, forever changing thing in the sports world. This will change it forever. Supreme Court shooting down a federal law prohibiting sports gambling uh, or, or that prohibits sports gambling um, to make it now legal uh, to give states a go-ahead in legalizing sports betting. 
the Professional and Amateur Sports Protection Act in 1992, a law that barred state-authorized sports gambling with some exceptions. So now basically uh, every state can do what they please with it, and you know that the majority are going to do so, allow, allow it to be legal, and sooner, some sooner than others. New Jersey likely going to be within the coming weeks. 800-321-0710, 800-321-0710, the number to call. We'll get more into the sports gambling as we go along. we got some Mets stuff we'll get to on the other side. Mets and Yankees as well, both teams uh, having an off day. I don't want to say enjoying an off day because I'm not so sure, but each team has an off day today, so there's no New York baseball to speak of. We do have two pairs of Mets tickets to give away. Taking your calls next, 800-321-0710. It's the Sports Zone. Sal Akata filling in for Pete McCarthy, the voice of New York, 7 10 WOR. You're in the WOR Sports Zone. In for Pete, here's Sal Licata. Can you imagine a day where you can walk into, let's say, City Field or Yankee Stadium and walk up to a kiosk and place a wager on that day's game? I'll tell you one thing, maybe get people to sit their rear ends in the uh, seats and actually watch the ball game as opposed to going everywhere else and drinking and eating and all that uh, all that fun stuff out of the stadiums now. Could be good for getting people to actually watch and pay attention to the games, caring about what happens. A statement from Major League Baseball today, and of course, if you're just joining us, we're talking about the Supreme Court's ruling shooting down a federal law that prohibits sports gambling, meaning that all states now can go ahead and bet on sports, legalize sports gambling, each individual state. Uh, is going to be uh, able to do whatever they want. New Jersey seems to be uh, one of the front runners here to be the first up and running, which uh, some people have talked about in two weeks or so. Uh, by the way, we'll talk to Frank Vuno, co-founder of 16W Marketing. He's an expert on this stuff. I don't care what it means. I shouldn't say that. I do care what it means for the leagues and things like that nationally, but I want to know what this means specifically for the local area. When, where, how soon, what's going to happen here with uh, with sports gambling being legalized? What's the differences? So we'll talk to Frank about that, 705. Um, Major League Baseball is releasing a statement. Today's decision by the United States Supreme Court will have a profound effects on Major League Baseball. As each state considers whether to allow sports betting, we will continue to seek the proper protection for our sport in partnership with other professional sports. Our most important priority is protecting the integrity of our games. We will continue to support legis- uh, we will continue to support legislation legislation that creates airtight coordination and partnerships between the state, the casino operators, and the governing bodies in sports toward that goal. Okay, I mean, you know, whatever. Blah 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 blah. It does sound like though, and I'm going to read you the other ones. Does sound like they all want to keep it uh, universal. They the sports leagues are going to have to come together and figure out how they're going to get their piece of the pie. Uh, I would think the NFL. Uh, talking about uh, the NFL's long-standing and unwavering commitment to protecting the integrity of our game remains absolute, the league said in a statement. Uh, Congress has long recognized the potential harms posed by sports betting to the integrity of sporting contests and the public confidence in these events. Given that history, we intend to call on Congress again, this time to enact a core regulatory framework that uh, regulatory framework for legalized sports betting We'll also work closely with our clubs to ensure that any state effort that moves forward in the meantime protects our fans and the integrity of our game. So, I mean, there you go. And they also go on to say the Supreme Court's decision today reaffirms our decision to collaborate with the other sports unions on the issues of player safety, integrity of our games, and privacy and publicity rights. Um, so, look, we're at just the beginning here. I mean, that one probably said it the best, though. At least they're aware 
of the decision. Let's see what the NBA had to say. A league that's been questioned uh, in the past as well, and rightfully so. Donahue and guys like that. Or Donahue himself, the rogue referee. You can't tell me that nobody else has ever shaved points or anything like that, or at least thought about it. Today's decision by the Supreme Court opens the door for states to pass laws legalizing sports betting. We remain in favor of a federal framework that would provide a uniform approach to sports gambling. Uh, and states that choose to permit it, but we remain active in ongoing discussions with state legislators, re- uh, regardless of the particulars of any future sports betting law. The integrity of our game remains our highest priori- uh, priority. So, all right, I understand. I, mean, I don't need to bore you with the other one, with the NHL at least. Same thing. Uh, college always curious. Let's see, the NCAA re- releasing a statement. Today, the United States Supreme Court issued a clear decision uh, that... Uh, uh, PASPA, as they refer to it here, as we told you, Professional and Amateur Sports Protection Act, is unconstitutional, reversing the lower courts that held otherwise. While we are still reviewing the decision to understand the overall implications to college sports, we will adjust sports wagering and championship policies to align with the direction from the court. Yeah, that's going to be a big problem. College sports are done as we know it. I don't think that's uh, that's overstating it. I think college sports are in big-time trouble with this. I just don't see how you can... I mean, I guess people want to say, well, what's the difference? Is the integrity of the sport question already? But when you legalize gambling, there are just so many different avenues. The family and friends of a college student or college athlete would not be enticed necessarily to gamble illegally because you're doing something that's illegal, first of all. And if you get caught, could ruin the kid and all that all those different things. But now that it's legal, it makes it easier for everybody to bet. I don't think there's any way you could question that. That legalized sports gambling makes it easier for people to wager. I know it's pretty easy to do anyway, but this makes it even easier. It's legal. Of course it's going to be easier. Eventually I would think that not only can you walk into ballparks or stadiums or arenas or whatever, you're going to have an app, right? You can have an app with an account and just place the bet right now. Oh, you know what? Game's about to start. Let me get it in. Hold on a sec. Shut my mic off. Let me get this wager in. So it definitely makes it easier. So you can't tell me that people who maybe wouldn't want to bet illegally, gamble illegally on sports, wouldn't be enticed to do it now. And it's so hard, if not impossible, to prevent anybody associated with a college student athlete or an, whatever athlete, the NFL player, it doesn't matter. The last guy on the roster, maybe his cousin or his cousin's friend looking for some inside info, anything like that. I mean, you can't tell me that they would not make it easier for those people to gamble. It would. Maybe this just brings to light the fact that the integrity of the sports should be questioned. Again, some people think they already are already compromised in some ways. What about a referee's friend, an umpire's I mean, you can't tell me that that doesn't cross your mind and certainly wouldn't in a manner now where sports gambling is legal. Oh, shoot, legal? Yeah, I'm going to go down and place a wager. Hey, Johnny, you're doing what you're in that game, aren't you, this week? What do you think of these two teams? Maybe you could uh, turn up the fouls a little bit. Give me that number. I'm going to go place a wager on that number. Producer Mark, have you bet on sports? 
I know you're a big sports fan. Have you ever bet on sports? I have not. Okay, for some people, I know like Pete's not a big sports guy. He makes the picks and things like that, but he's not a sports gambler necessarily. So some people aren't. Will you now, because it's legal, will you now be more enticed, uh, more motivated to maybe go make a make a bet? Maybe for fun once in a while, but I wouldn't say I'd become like a huge gambler now. Yeah, right. Okay, so so that's what I mean. You either are, for the most part, or you aren't. Now, I mean, once you do, then maybe you become uh, a little more inclined to place a wager. It sucks you in there, producer Mark. Stay away from it. If you want advice from me, the older man, stay away from it. But I, I don't think that necessarily now, because it's legal, that people like producer Mark, who don't normally gamble, are all, all of a sudden going to be like, Yeah, I was waiting for this day! I couldn't wait for... Honey, get the car, load it up. We're going to Monmouth. We're going to go play some sports bets. Gene in New Rochelle. Gene, you're on the Voice of New York. What's up? You're doing a great job. You're very entertaining. I want to go back, harking back to the years when City College was in the scandals in the NIT and the NCAA. Nobody realized how easy it was to make the shaving of the points. We can bring that, that time back now. So I'm, I'm, I'm second your emotion because... Nobody will ever know if it was fixed or not. They did it so easily uh, in the 60s. Now, is number. it? am I wrong, Gene, that this makes it – does it make it easier? Does it make it more likely now? I know the leagues are going to say they're going to do whatever it prevents, but am I wrong for thinking this makes it easier? No way to prevent it. No way. And that goes to referees as well. Yeah, referees up, Gene. Thanks for the call. I appreciate you chiming in, and I appreciate you telling me that I'm entertaining. Always up for a good compliment. I just, I'm torn in this because you're talking to, or you're not talking to me. Gene was talking to me, but you're listening to me. You're listening to somebody who is a sports better. I bet on sports. There, I've said it. Sue me. It's my one vice. I like doing it. It's fun. And there are fun ways to do it. So the fact that it's legal takes away that negative connotation, at least in my mind. I, I don't think there should be one anyway. I mean, I know people look, look, I guess it's uh, beauty's in the eye of the beholder, right? So uh, I don't look at people who do drugs the same way as people who do drugs look at people who do drugs. Smoking weed, whatever. Some people think it's no big deal. Oh, what? Well, why is there a negative connotation to that? Well, to me, I have an issue with that, or at least had an issue with that. But I never had an issue with sports betting, so some people look at that like that's a problem. So I guess to each his own, which is fine. But now that it's legal, I wonder if that makes it makes me feel better, I guess, about it. But I don't think it's good overall for sports fans or for sports leagues. I think it's bad, uh, and I think eventually you'll get to a point where it, it becomes a big problem. Now, maybe twenty, I may be dead by the time that that happens, but I think eventually you will see that this is not going to be a good thing. Any time you make a decision based on money. It's the, solely based on money. It's the wrong decision. 800-321-0710. 800-321-0710. Salakot in the Sports Zone. Filling up for Pete McCarthy. The Voice of New York, 710 WOR. This is the WOR Sports Zone. Filling in for Pete McCarthy, here's Sal Licata. We will give away two pairs of Mets tickets before 9 o'clock, one in the 7 o'clock hour, one in the 8 o'clock hour. We'll get to the Mets in a little bit. And Dave Island had something interesting to say about Noah Syndergaard. We'll do that uh, in just a little while. Uh, I mean, Dave Island's had a lot of interesting things to say. Here's the problem with the Mets. They started out great. They raised expectations, and the team has gone to the tank ever since. And again, dated back to that April 14th game. Again, uh, I believe it was the 14th, April, about a month ago, matter of fact. About a month ago, where the Mets uh, had the lead on the Nationals, 
As Drupal Cabrera hit a big home run, and the Mets blew that lead in the eighth inning. Callaway wanted to talk about it being one inning. Well, they haven't been the same team since. So Mets have a lot of work to do. Yankees just keep on winning, even though they played bad baseball at times. I mean, they could just slug you to death, as they did with Oakland uh, on Saturday specifically. Luis Severino was terrific yesterday. But plenty of baseball, if you want to get to that, we'll get more into uh, specifics on that uh, as we go along here. But sports gambling is the top story here. Eight hundred. I mean, sports gambling being legalized, that is, I still can't even believe Believe it. I can't believe I'm saying it, let alone doing a show talking about sports gambling becoming legal. I guess there's a part of me that's excited about it, but there's also, as I was trying to say before the break, there's also a part of me that's nervous about it. I don't think it's a good thing for for anybody really involved in sports. They could think that they're going to get the money and make that, you know, oh, this is great, we're going to make billions of dollars on it. I don't think ultimately sports gambling being legalized is going to be a good thing for the leagues. Gino in Brooklyn. What's up, Gino? Sal, how you doing, brother? Go, what's up, Gino? Uh, let me just ask you a question before I make my point. So this legalized sports gambling now is going to be all taxed and everything, right? I guess so, Gino, which is an excellent point. So for a guy like me, why would I even want to do that if I'm, I have an avenue that's not taxed? Why would I want to go to one what's going to be taxed? The VIG is definitely going to be worse. I mean, assuming you know what a VIG is, it is the... Yeah, well, of course. Yeah, well, I know you do. Maybe our listeners don't. I don't know. How would you even explain what a VIG is? It's the money that I guess you take, the, the bookie or whatever, whoever takes your bet, takes out of the bet, right? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, Bookie's dream is to have two people betting against each other the same amount of money so they collect the VIG, really. Right, regardless, but right. The the fact of the matter is, like you just said, why, why, first of all, why am I going to play play with the government when, when my guy is giving me, I don't have to register that with my taxes, I don't have to register a big win with my taxes. And the other thing is, here's a perfect example. My, my Mets over under bet so i'm gonna have to give them x amount of dollars to hold on to for the whole season i mean that's ridiculous when i could just put it in with my my guy and you know if if it doesn't hit i pay at the end they're not holding my money for the whole year yeah, that's a great point, too, Gino. The, the future wagers, what Gino's talking about, for those of you who are not familiar with gambling, a future wager, so obviously that money will be locked up. You make the bet before the season, and it won't come in until October, until the season is over. So for those six months throughout the course of the season, that money is going to be tied up. If you were to make that bet at Monmouth Park, let's say, you have to give them the money right then and there. Uh, to make that wager, and you lose that money, or at least they hold that money for six months. Yeah, that's a good point, Gino, too. That's it, Sal. I think it's fool's gold. I don't think that they're going to make as much. I think that they're dreaming way bigger than this is actually going to be because I think everybody that gambles has that outlet already, and I don't really think that they're willing to change. Yeah, I think that's a fair point, Gino. Thanks for the call and for the insight. Good to hear a fresh voice on that. It, that, that is a good point. Taxing it, I guess it's like OTB, right? If you go down and bet or you maybe win at the track, they take, well, did the track take a percentage out? I guess if it's a big enough hit, they do take percentages out. I'm not sure. I've never, unfortunately, I've never had that big of a hit at the track. Um, and I don't remember them taking, yeah, I guess they do take money out of your win bet, whatever it is at the track. But the big ones, obviously, you got to claim that on your taxes and all that stuff. So if you do that with sports gambling legally, 
you know, you hit whatever it may be, say five grand on the Mets over under throughout the course of the year or at the end of the year, you may have to claim that. I'm not, I'm not so sure how that's going to work. We don't know all of it, but I'm assuming that it's through the government. You're going to be taxed on that. So why would a guy like Gino, why would he want to go give the government the money and get taxed on it when he could just go through his bookie or whatever it may be, whatever website, and do it for the same price he's been doing that? Maybe even better. Maybe the bookies lower their their price. My, uh, Mario is in East Rutherford. What's up, Mario? Um, yeah, you're exactly right. Listen, let's face it, and, and don't cut me off. I hope I don't say the wrong thing. The government now has become the mob. They learned from us. They're selling marijuana in New Jersey under the guise of medical marijuana. They've already le- 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 they want to legalize all kinds of gambling and everything uh, like that. And the next thing you know, it'll be heroin. And, and you know what? Uh, in that Meadowlands in New Jersey, why don't you just open up some big house of uh, some guy wanted to open up a house of prostitution there with one thousand women, like a like a Walmart for prostitution in East Rutherford. They actually went for the board and all that, and they turned them down. You have no idea who is governing us and the pension beasts led by the municipal unions, all of them, are, are chomping at the bit, at the bit. The first thing that gets spent in New Jersey, pension, 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 pension. When you stay home, no work. I worked for you guys 25 years. I want a pension and they want it tax free. Well, what does this, Mario? What does this have to do with sports gambling? Because you're losing me with the pension well, the sport, stuff. Well, the, the first dig on the sports. Once you got sports gambling, the first dig on the on the gambling is going to be for the unions. Municipal unions. They're the ones that are going to go on the money. Well, look, it's all about it's all about. And thanks for the call, Mario. It's all about uh, it's all about the government and the sports uh, leagues trying to make money. I mean, it's simple as that. They figure it's a big market out there, billion-dollar market out there with sports gambling. They want to be rewarded. They want to reap the benefits of that, not the offshore book accounts, not your local bookie who you're calling you know, Sunday morning, 1245, to place the wagers, place your Sunday parlay. They want to reap the benefits. But... To your point, now, I don't know what you were talking about with the government stuff, the pension, pension, pension. I'm not old enough to understand all that stuff yet. I don't even want to give my takes on on all that stuff. But to your point, where does it end? I mean, so why not just make all drugs legal? That's a billion-dollar industry, too. Why not make prostitution legal? I mean, is it legal in uh, wherever it is out in Vegas, the Bunny Ranch or whatever that may be? I don't know. So then is that going to change? I don't even know if that's legal or not, to be honest with you. But um, So why stop with just sports gambling? Ray is in Pennsylvania. What's up, Ray? Hey, thanks for taking my call, Sal. Just want to talk a little Mets. Uh, just wondering, are the Mets for real? Or, uh, well, what do you mean? Behind the scenes. Is there something going on behind the scenes we don't know about? I mean, injuries or... No, or like what? You're losing me, Ray. Why would an injury be going on behind the scenes? Like what? Well, like the Cespedes, don't seem like he's he's a hundred percent right now. No, he's not a hundred percent, but that's not behind the scenes. And thanks for the call, Ray. That's not behind the scenes. That's in front of your eyes. That's one of the topics we'll get to with Callaway using Yoannis Cespedes in you know a spot where it doesn't look like well, he's not. He's not a hundred percent healthy. It's not a spot where it looks like he's not a hundred percent healthy. Yoannis Cespedes is not a hundred percent healthy. But the Mets need offense, and that's why he's in there. And they got a couple of off days built around. They had the rain out Saturday. They have the off day today. They are off Thursday, and he's likely not going to play in the afternoon game Wednesday. So he'll play tomorrow night, I would think. Cespedes will be, it will be in the lineup against the Blue Jays. Mets return home. 
uh, tomorrow. Coverage begins 6.05 right here on WOR. But he'll be in the lineup tomorrow, I would think, and he'll be out of the lineup with the day game following that on Wednesday. He will be off on Thursday and then maybe resume for the weekend series with the Diamondbacks. They're going to try to rest him in spots where they could get him rest, but they want him in the lineup, if at all possible, because they need offense. Even with them, they can't score. But I don't know what you mean, are the Mets for real? What do you mean, are they for real? I mean, they, they've... They've been horrible. They've been horrible for a month. They were 12-2, and two and they've gone in the tank since. What is their record right now? 19-18, uh, and 18, producer Mark? So they were 12-2, and two, and they are, I believe they're 19-18 and 18 when I looked this morning. That is correct. They were 12-2, and two, so they are 7-16 and 16 over the last 23 games. So what do you mean? Are they for real? I mean, you hope you better hope that that's not for real. Seven and sixteen over twenty three. That that can't be for real. And I think we all know by now the twelve and two was not for real. You hope it's somewhere in between. I do think, and this is not me just because I picked them in the winning division or because I'm rooting for the Mets. I do think they're better than what we've seen in this putrid stretch. I think the Mets are better than that. Rays and Waterbury. What's up, Ray? Hi, Sal. How are you, Ray? Good, good, Sal. You? Yeah, I'm all right. What's good. on your mind? Callaway, Callaway thinks that after each bad decision or a loss, we just move on to the next day like it's nothing. This is New York. <laughs> you don't just pass it over like it's nothing. You know what I mean, Sal? Yeah, I know. What, what are you going to get on him for not bringing in Blevins yesterday to face Nick Williams? Yeah, that's one of them. I mean, and then, and then you know, uh, you know, other other bad moves. You know, the the uh, the bad lineup, uh, getting caught with uh, Niddle pinch hitting in the ninth inning. You know, it's like he passes it over. Like, let's move on to the next game. Well, it's all he could do, Ray. I, I don't. I don't look. I know Pete Callaway's getting raked over the coals here since the batting out of order stuff and the Mets have struggled. I have zero issue with Seawald pitching to Nick Williams yesterday and Callaway trying to get through that. Seawald's numbers against lefties have been good. Uh, he had the pitcher spot leading off the next inning, so you want to try to get Seawald through that. You're not thinking he's going to give up a three-run homer there. He does. Is there any guarantee that Blevins, who can't get Blevins can't get anybody out this year? What? All of a sudden he's guaranteed to come in that spot and get it out. If he doesn't, you're in trouble anyway because then you have to go use another pen and make a use another arm out of the pen, make a double switch with the pitcher spot due up. No issues. I think that is the ultimate second guess because the guy hit a three-run homer. No issues with the way Callaway handled Seawald and uh, let, or let Seawald pitch to Nick Williams in that spot. How are you going to get on for the lineup? All right, the batting out of order happens. It's a horrible mistake. We ripped them for it. End of story. It's not the reason why the Mets have stunk. Guys in the lineup aren't hitting. The Mets aren't hitting. Callaway does not deserve the blame for that. What do you want him to do? After every game, he's supposed to be angry and rip everybody? He's trying to keep an even keel. Look, he's learning. This is his first time on the job, big league level. He had great success through the first 14. He has had a tough go of it, to say the least, of the last 23. So he's learning how to adjust, and all the while he's trying to be even keeled about it. I respect that from him. If anything, you got to rip on... You know, management for bringing in these players who aren't producing. 
if you have a problem right now with the Mets, it is because of the guys not doing their job, not because of the manager's moves or lack thereof. 800-321-0710, 800-321-0710. More on the Mets, more on the sports gambling being legal stuff, Yankees, whatever it is that is on your mind. 800-321-0710. It's the Sports Zone. Salakata in for Pete McCarthy, the voice of New York, 710 W O. 